Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bon sem kesie pa me radio no pay. And no pay me feel you excitement ne cry dey dey pa ka o mama. Hallelujah. Ye mo ahin ejiji say yesu jini ye kesie. Aha. Amen. Da pro 
to work on for Jesus. Amen.
Yeah. 
Can you clap your hands? I want to welcome you to church this morning. Apart from Bishop Kobe, I can't feel any excitement in anyone. Hallelujah. I want to... I want to also thank our fantastic creative arts groups, the choir. Clap your hands for the dancing stars. Let's appreciate our instrumentalists. very awesome, very beautiful. And all these are very amazing blessings God bestows on our lives as a church. I'm sure you know that what God is building is his church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So, God is actively building his church. And when we have these amazing ones, I I have not forgotten our airport stars, the ashes who work tirelessly to keep us all in check, our media photography team, I mean... So many things go on. And I want us to, with a loud hand clap, appreciate all these saunters. And it's my prayer that you will find a place in this beautiful family of God. Hallelujah. And uh, this morning... I feel very privileged to think that Makane Cathedral will be selected as one of the cathedrals for the launching of the books written by our prophet. You know, God has given our father a very unique gift, a very unique gift, and it is rare, well, not a very unique gift, but a couple of unique gifts, one of which is the ministry he has 
for the body of Christ worldwide. It is unique. And his writings are very down to earth. Very practical. And will help the Christian find his path as he walks the walk of Christ. His book writing ministry is a great blessing to pastors and churches in Africa, Asia, Europe, the Americas, the ends of the earth. By the grace of God, as I have followed him and had the privilege to work with him, I've traveled all over the world, all over the world. And it was, it was, I mean, I remember one of the conferences we had in Sri Lanka. And as the conference was going on, the book was, I mean, had been translated into um, Tamil and um, the other language, I forget the language. You know, two in the same conference. And all of them were holding the books, reading, making notes. And I realized that God is doing great things. And we are very privileged to have this man as our pastor, this man as our father, this man as our prophet, this man as our teacher, this man as our guide, our counselor. Clap your hands. And uh, it's a real blessing. Keep clapping your hands. We, we must make the best of this privilege we have. Amen. And I believe that God will help us as we walk on and on. This week, we will be having um, campaigns in the north, you know, Chereponi, Nalerigu, Bumpurugu, um, Saboba, um, what, where else? Chereponi, yes. Um, Saboba. I'm not hearing I'll be there. Then, then one of the crusades will be in California. Your mouth. Gushegu. Gushegu. Clap your hands for Jesus. And we are believing God to gather a large crowd to minister the message of Jesus. And to show the love of Christ. Clap your hands for the healing Jesus campaign. So it's a blessing. Well, this morning, you may please be seated. This morning, the book I am 
privilege to launch has suddenly shot up to number two in my heart. Yes, my number one book, the best book for me of all the books that Bishop has written is Key Facts for New Believers. It's my number one book. Yes. And you see, I'm aware that there are books like The Good General, Art of Leadership, Mega Church, and all that. But you see, God creates us differently. And I am not uh, um, roofing expert. You know, I am a foundation expert. Yeah, that's me. And you may be into windows and she will be into doors. But I am, I, I flow naturally, naturally into foundations. And this book, Key Facts, and I'm not surprised that this is the one single book I've preached the longest, the longest ever in my ministry. Six, seven months nonstop. Key Facts. And the messages are in my podcast. And I want you to visit the podcast and listen to the messages. I mean, I taught them day and night, literally day and night. And uh, it was a blessing. Now, my second book is this book that I am launching today. It's titled The Preparation of the Gospel. The Preparation of the Gospel. It can easily I mean, if I go deeper into because I've just had the book, it can easily overtake key facts. But it is also an all-time foundation layer. You know, new believer school, I see you at the back. Yes. Clap your hands for them. Beautiful. It's, it's my special group in the church. That's why I see them and I get encouraged. Can you clap your hands for them again? Yes. Now, this morning, I asked the um, are they the teachers or the MDs? What, what are they? What is this man? The pastor. Okay. As a pastor... <laughs> of the New Believers School and his team, of course, with the new converts, not to have their school today, but to join um, in, um, join us in this service because I believe that what I have to share is very, very important. We have uh, Pastor Nana Minta from our Boston branch. Can you give them a wave? Yes. Yes. And, uh, this one you will go. <laughs> you don't want to go to Treponi. <laughs> those who want to go to Boston instead of going to Treponi are those who end up in Bumpurugu. 
Those who don't want to go to Boston, but want to go to Mankasim, they are those who end up in California. Yes, life is like that. You will never get what you are looking for in life. That is how God has arranged the earth. Even the spherical nature of the earth will ensure that anything you see is a mirage. Anything you see is it's not real. That's life. But you will know till you are 78 years old. Yeah. So, so keep deceiving yourself. Yeah. You will never, if, if you set your eyes on something, you will never have it. Anyone you know who has something great you admire didn't set out to look for it. Didn't set out to look for it. Those who were looking for it, those with happy marriages, didn't set out to look for a happy marriage. I mean, they didn't even know what is happy marriage. I'm serving God, I'm in church, I'm a Christian, I found a girl, she loves me. Suddenly, that thing has turned into chicken a la costa. Then you are dreaming that you are looking for a tall man with muscles. And five five. Not only that, it's the muscles that he's going to use to beat you. Yes. Young man, instead of concentrating on God, you want to marry the most beautiful girl. So that, so that when you enter any space, everybody turns his eyes to look at you. Your wife should be tall and dark with long hair and very beautiful fair colored woman with, with eyes that shine like candles and hey, hey. Opana, oh have you seen that you have got a witch you've got a witch yeah you are the one biting your nails yes there's nothing I'm saying that is not real I can give you dates names and places and time that's why the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is his way of doing the right things. And all these things. The long legs. If, if it's long legs, I don't know how long legs affect marriage. But since it is your, it is your delicacy, you have it. Today, yeah, that's the best. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the copper colored, dark, long hair, all the nominal skin, all, all these things. Because there are things in life. There are shoes in life. There are nice dresses in life. There are cars. Yeah, there are beautiful flats in town. There are houses. I'm telling you, there's good food in the restaurants. All these things shall be added. But you don't look for them. You look for the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness. And all these things are added. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm telling you that for me to ask the new believer school not to have their school, but to join us in this service, 
should tell you that what I have to say to you is revolutionizing and foundational. Yes. So please listen very carefully. I am introducing this book to you. The preparation of the gospel. And interestingly, it's like, the, like key facts. It's a very thin book. But I was on it for months. This is how this book also is. I mean, it is powerful. Powerful. If you are serious in your work with God, you really want to know God. The preparation of the gospel is the book you want to read. And just by way of introducing it to you and launching it, I want to just read a few sentences which really concern you. Now, the foundational text in this book, the verse of scripture on which the subject, the preparation of the gospel is founded is Proverbs 24 and verse number 27. And I need my new believers, school teachers, basanta leaders, basanta leaders, pastors, dancing stars, communion stars, sitting stars. Please listen very carefully. Proverbs 24, verse 27. Prepare thy work without. And make it fit for thyself in the field. And afterwards, build thine house. Let's read the New King James Version. Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field. And afterward, build your house. Let's read the New American Standard Version. Prepare your work outside and make it ready for yourself in the field. Afterward, then build your house. I'm speaking to those of you who are building your house. That is why I ask the new converts to stay. That's why I ask the pastors to remain. This is how to build your house. This is how to build your house. Can I have the New Living Translation, please? Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. 
do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Can I have the new international version, NIV? Finish, finish your outdoor work and get your fields ready. After that, after, after that, after you have finished your outdoor work, after you have gotten your fields ready, then, only then, are you allowed to build your house. The message Bible, of course, always puts it in a very fanciful way. First, plant your fields. And then, build your barn. That's a warehouse. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning as I introduce this beautiful book to you, I want to take advantage of it. You see, because... The message, why this book has shot to to the top in my heart is that it contains a message I have always believed in and even taught. But I didn't have neither even the right verses nor the right words. I had neither the verses nor the words. I didn't know how to present it. Till God anointed Bishop to write it this way. Yeah, so, so this is actually a message that is already in my heart. Has been in my heart for decades. Finally, I have found the right words and the right scriptures. You see, because we are essentially building things. And because of time, I wouldn't want to stray into your business, your marriage, your family. I leave that to you. You can, you can apply them to your personal lives. Because obviously, you are building your marriage. Obviously, you are building a business. Obviously, you are building even your house that you are building on plot number 142 stroke 8A. But I'm talking about the building of the church. Because, you see, you may not know, you may not be very serious about the church, but God has made the church in such a way that our lives spring out of the church. For many of you who may not know, your success out there is, is because of what is happening to you in the house of God. It's a fountain. It's a fountain. It springs forth. Apart from the fact that you are building, we are building the church. You are also building your life. Yes. You are building your faith. Let's look at two scriptures to explain or to support the point that 
we are building a church. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Ye also, as New King James, please. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The church is a place we come to offer sacrifices. So if you've read Leviticus, Exodus, and so on, you'll notice that the temple, in fact, if you read the, the, the account of temple life in Leviticus and so on, you may think that the priests were butchers. The priests, they were always slaughtering animals and they were, I mean, there was blood all over. That was the temple. Yes. You bring your rams, your oxen, your pigeons, your, te- I mean, Outside the temple, just outside there, there, there was blood everywhere. I mean, it's very different from today's temple that you come and there are, you know, uh, palm trees and flowers. No, it was blood, blood all over the place. Now, the church is a spiritual house. And Peter, the fisherman turned pastor, is saying that you are a stone. We are living stones. I am a stone. She is a stone. Together, together, we make the spiritual house that we are living in. Now, I was saying to the church yesterday that I am I have an interest in castles. So there's a group, an online group I, I, I am I'm a part of. And they take pictures of castles all over the world and describe history of the castles and all that. It's just something I enjoy. You know. And one of the things you learn about castles is that they were, they were not built with too much mortar. It was just stones. You know. Stones they cut. So there's always always a hill or a place where the like a stone quarry, a solid, solid hill, stone. Then they go there and they cut the stones there. There. They cut the stones there. And then they bring them to the site to build like the castle you are seeing here. You know, yeah, because such things today hardly can they be built. Hardly. 
So when I see this castle, I am reminded of the text, the, this preparation of the gospel. You see? The stones that are used to build the castle are not prepared on site. The stones are cut and shaped in the field. They are are engineers, stone masons, stone cutters, all kinds of people there. And they shape the stones into perfect cubes and cuboids. And they are transported. Because you see, you see, you you don't want to spend a lot. I mean, think of the stones which are used to build this. So if you are going to spend energy and time transporting uncut stones, you are going to waste a lot of energy. And transport useless things here. I don't know if you get the point I'm making. If a stone, if an uncut stone was, let's say, 10 kilograms, and you had to cut it into its perfect shape and end up with, let's say, a seven or six kilogram stone, it would be better to cut it there so that you can, for, for let's say, 30 kilograms. Instead of um, carrying three uncut stones, you can move six, five or six cut stones to keep the waste away. The waste is away there. You don't bring uncut stones to the sides. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. And also, also, Creates confusion at the construction site because you are then not only building, but you are also doing waste management. So Proverbs twenty four twenty seven says that prepare your work outside New King James. The work, your outside work, there is always. I like the way the New King James puts it. Your outside work. As we build the church, you must know that there is something called outside work. And there is inside work. The inside work is the the singing the choir came to sing. The inside work is the preaching I'm preaching now. The inside work is the dancing the dancing stars came to dance. The inside work is the ushering the airport starts where we're, we're doing and the assets we're doing. There's always inside work and there is outside work. Now, for the inside work to work well, you must prepare well your outside work and make it fit outside. For the church service. So let's settle down. Let's say we have gathered today. This is the church. We are a building. We've, we've gathered. For this building we are having today, 
to be a good building. And if you are a stone, and I am a stone, you see how you are enjoying the message? Seven minutes into the message, you are clapping, you are standing, and so on. Do you know why? I have prepared before coming here. And I did not prepare in the church. I prepared in my house. I prepared outside. So the message is nice. If I had come to church to prepare here, it won't work. Forget about the pastor. Now let's talk about ourselves. You will see that there is no preparation. I was going to say little preparation. Apart from selecting the dress you wore, you could not even spend 10 minutes, and I mean you in the green, you couldn't spend even 10 minutes to pray for this morning's service. You were lying in your husband's arms. So when we come to church, the prayers we should have prayed outside, we are now coming to crank up engines. So there's no glory. The typical Shekinah glory that characterized temple activities doesn't exist. It's a dry, the church services are, that's why we have to dance. The choir must sing songs that are, have got African beats. Because the stones that are, are in the service are uncut stones. Basanta leader will put people on buses who have not been prepared. But the Bible says that prepare, there is outside work. Are you surprised that when we are having worship, people are standing, some are sitting, those who are standing are only polite. But they are aloof. They are disconnected. And I don't blame them. I blame the stone masons and the engineers and the stone cutters because they carried on cut stones into the church. This is Bishop Edwin Ogo preaching. Stay tuned. Do you sense an urgency to pray? Is there a burden to wage war spiritually through intense intercession? Then join the online army on the Church in Your House Facebook page this and every Saturday at 4 a.m. Remember, the Facebook address is The Church in Your House with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. This and every Saturday dawn at 4 a.m. Every knee will bow to the power of prayer.
what was the second song you sang, Enam? The worship song. Please give us just a, a drop of it. I enter into the holy of holies. I enter through the blood of the Lamb. I enter to worship you only. I enter to honor I am. Lord, I worship you. I worship you for your name is holy. Your name is holy. For your name is holy, your name is holy, Lord, Lord, I worship We are worshiping in the church, We are worshiping the person is on his phone. The person is um, texting. That is an uncut stone. And you don't blame the stone. Stones don't cut themselves. The person who brought that person here. The blood of of that soul is on her hands. Stones don't cut themselves. There's going to be a part, I'll come there, where stones cut themselves. But at this level, stones don't cut themselves. Can you imagine as she is singing the song, all of us, because we are used to the song, the Basenta leader has worshipped with the song in the Basenta meeting, has taught the members, has prepared the members, and when she lifts the song, the entire church just, 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 I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't find the word, just erupts in spontaneous worship. Can you imagine the type of atmosphere that will hit this ground? But as he is singing, they don't know because they are used to Shatawale. So our worship services, we may as well start worshiping with Stone Boys music because the members who are here, that is the music they listen to. 
So why don't we now have Shatawale and a stone boy next week? Let's worship with Shatawale because that is what you are used to. Just dump. Just dump. So there is no preparation. I'm preaching on the preparation of the gospel. L- let me tell you, church is not a place you just come and dump your body on a chair. You prepare. You prepare. Outside. Outside. Are you surprised? That when a church service of over about about uh, over one thousand people, when we are worshiping, only hundred people are in it, because there is no preparation. When we got born again for a seven thirty service, we iron our clothes Saturday evening. We are expecting to come into the house of God. We are expecting to engage the presence. We are expecting to interface the presence. And Saturday night, I mean, we, we, at dawn, we are awake. At dawn, we are awake. That is why the building... I mean, many services... There's no different. After the service, the feeling is no different from having gone to watch a football match. And no matter the presence of God that is there, the people, because they are not used to the presence, because they've not been prepared, God can even be there. Like Jacob said, the Lord is here. And I knew it not. Look at them. Look at them sitting down. Without Bibles. They don't even know why Judas. So as I am preaching from Proverbs, if you were to be a person who reads your Bible and you are in tune with God's word, when I am preaching, my preaching will synchronize and will hit a verse that is already in you. But because there's no verse in you, you are looking at me. There's a certain ambivalence and nonchalance and a certain, a certain disconnect that comes when the pastor is preaching and you are in the service chewing gum and watching him. If I ask how many of us came to church without Bibles, the service will have to end. So the stone sitting here The energy we would have used building is the energy we are using to cut stones. Can you please sit down? This is is not a place. The church is not a place to come and find God. The church service, I mean. A church service is not a place to come and find God. If you have left your loose canal on spiritual life at home, it's not here you are coming to find God. 
those who find God here are those who already are connected to God because God is in dimensions. Dimensions. It's in dimensions. What prayer did you pray before you came here? Oh, can you imagine the bus ride? The bus coming to church. If we had proper stone masons and stone cutters, the bus ride should be a bus ride of worship. Like, like as the bus is coming, even footballers going to stadium, they, they sing on the bus. As a footballers going to the stadium, they sing on the bus. You, you, it's, it's, from today, from today, your preparation for church service will be a different preparation. The bus ride, did you come with a bus? Did you sing on the bus? The bus center leader could rise up and even recap last week's message. Oh, last week, uh, Bishop preached on this. Bishop Kobe preached on this. And this, this, that. Um, um, Emma, give us a verse. Francis, no, that's not a verse. The verse he used was not that verse. So as they are coming, they are already being prepared for the encounter that is here. So as they've been singing worship songs on the bus, when they enter the church, the worship already kicks something in them. collect unbelievers. Jesus never did much with crowds. He didn't do much with crowds. What we know in the Bible that he did with crowds was that he gave them food to eat after, after giving them the food to eat she, she, sleep, she can't stay away I mean, she, 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 do you have a bible do you have a bible let me see your bible yeah, it's on the phone if your bible is on a phone then you don't have a bible because what you may not know is that the phone you just picked it is Satan's access into your life. Nobody who wants to know God, who wants to be spiritual, will live on a phone. The phone in your hand is Satan's key into your life. Not just your spiritual life, your academic life, your marital life. You see beloveds who are together and they are both on their phones. And I want you as this, oh, I've known her for two years, three years. But it is two useless years of no communication. 
as, as I am with her, my beloved, I am communicating with Joanna. Yes. I'm saying that if you want to be spiritual, you want to know God, reduce the use of your phone by 80%. It's a useless object. Sorry for using the word useless. It's a demonic object. Whether it is Samsung, whether it is, look, your masturbation, your pornography, your sex, it's all phone related. Your betting. Your betting. One brother, he betted till he had to sell his lead guitar. Christian in the church. Betting on the phone. If you want to be sure you are going to hell, check your phone use. Many of you should come off Instagram. TikTok, all these useless things. I will, I will recommend that you only stay on Facebook and set Dagiwad Mills notifications, Makane notifications, church in your house notifications, and don't go looking for rubbish. It's just nonsense. And 88% of the things on Facebook are all lies. Designed to get you not to pray. Not to read your Bible. Not to read a book. Look at you. Look at you. When on this earth will you get a job in a bank? Look at you. When? You only will be an area boy. A kubola boy. Because... You spend your time looking at useless things on your phone. I was selling the church yesterday. I actually sent them a, a picture of put up, put a picture. Yes. You see, this is one of the best pictures of the 21st century. It's a masterpiece. Whoever drew this should be given an award. This is life now. A little girl. And an elderly man. And you see what is raining? It's not pieces of paper. It is phones. Phones. WhatsApps. SMSs. Facebook. Instagram. And it's like it is raining on this poor girl. And the man, the elderly man, has come to protect this girl from the phones with an umbrella, which is a book. Hold a book. Read a book. Not a book on your phone. Not a book on your tablet. Read a physical book. By the way, you may not know, but the world is already shifting from these useless things to physical books anyway. Hard copies. This must be on your mind. The, the, the protection. The protection from the useless social media and the things which are destroying life you can't learn 
Some of you can easily have two, grade two or grade one. Easily. Because of phone, you are getting seven. Useless. And you, 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 you use the phone, destroy yourself. And when the finish, you come to church, you come and pray that God should help you. You are joking like a joker. Preparation. Preparation. Prepare. Even in school, even in school, we prepare. I was in infantry school. I had a distinction. O level. A level. A, A, B, B. Second highest. The first had A, 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 B. I had A, A, B, B. I did not prepare for that exam in infantry school. I was in Aquinas, I was in Presec, I was in GSCS. Always the preparation is outside. Girls marry. I want you to marry her based on her ties, the shape of her breasts, so-called breasts. It's not just bread. What you are looking at is cushion, brazier, covering some, some, some. You think you are marrying a wife. That girl comes into your house. She can't cook. She can't keep her home. She can't keep her man. She can't keep her child. She can't keep her own self. You are in the room with a smelly body. Because you don't prepare for marriage in the marriage. You prepare for marriage outside the marriage. Outside, before you come in. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife. We don't find a girlfriend. We don't find a girl. We find the woman I find must be a wife before I even marry her. haven't prepared themselves they themselves are not prepared because you see not only do you build the church like paul said you are living stones built together a, a holy a spiritual house jude also says build yourself jude 20 build yourself And you don't build yourself in the church. You yourself, you are a building. You are a building. And you build yourself outside. That's why I call New Believer School to come and sit here. You don't train New Believer School in that room. That's not where to raise new converts. I don't know if you understand English. Yeah. That is not where to raise new converts. If you have any love for new converts, you raise them in the field. How many converts have you visited this week? As you've come to sit here in your yellow, going to preach to them. You prepare them outside. You sit at home. You visit the person at home. 
That's how I was raised. The girl who raised me, she came home, read the Bible with me at home. Prayed with me at home. We sang worship songs at home. You cut them at home. Here is just to review how the week went. Emmanuel, tell me, how was the week? Oh, my sister Barbara came. She shared this with me. And then, but that's not what is happening there. Most of the people on your team have not seen even the toe of the people sitting in front of them the whole week. No wonder the new believers, how many new converts which came through your hand are in the church? If you want me to stop preaching, let me stop preaching. Did you come with a bus? From where? Pantan. This week or last week, the person who brought you on the bus, did he or she visit you to read the Bible with you at home? Did you even attend a, a Basanta meeting yourself? Were you here last week? Yes, you were here last week. And then your next interaction with the church is the week after. Sat on a bus. And for many of these people, it's a bus ride that they enjoy. It's a bus ride. So most of them, I, I should even be happy that they, these ones have come into the church. A lot of them, when they get down from the bus, they go to the toilet, go and take selfies, and after taking the selfies, they go to the other gate to go and roam around, and after two hours, they join the bus, but it's a bus ride. The person who brought you, that person, I'm telling you, is it a boy or a girl, a man or a woman? A boy, he is wicked. He's wicked. Yes. He carries you. By, by this time, he should have come home, read the verse. Do you know John 10.10? 10? Do you know First Peter 2.2? 2, 2? Do you know John, First Peter 2.2? 2, 2? Are you a Christian? Are you born again? So as I'm preaching, you see that I've stopped preaching. And I'm attending to the, I'm cutting hair. The time I should have used to build something in your soul, I'm using it to cut hair by telling her about do you have do you have spiritual music? Christian music on your phone? But but, but you have you have brought sunglasses. Wait. Yes. Look at that. That's what she brought. Can you sit down, sir? Look at that. Ten. Look at them. That's her. Yes. What's the Bible you brought? What is the Bible? Show me the Bible you brought. Sorry? I do not bring Bible. Yes, I do not bring Bible. I do not bring Bible. But she brought sunglasses. No, no laugh. It's not a joke. This girl should... Uh, you want to blame her? You don't, this girl may be one of the most spiritual girls in the church. But the person who had this stone 
has decided that he will just be carrying an uncut stone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And this girl, even though she's in the church, will die and go to hell. And her blood will be on the hands of that, of that teacher. And on the hands of the lady pastors and the reverend and the pastors who are in the church but do not want to go and cut stones in town. All of you girls singing could be leaders in the church. All of you. The choir says, if, if, if you look at the choir, you'll see very mature girls. Very mature girls. You see, I, I did some calculation and, and I realized that if every member in a year had one soul, one, from January to December, one that you visit, you share the word of one, not two. One first share the word of God with and pray with, help to come to church, you know, visit, be friends with the person, counsel the person, help the person to come out of his or her old, unbelieving, destructive friendships. And so, I mean, January to December to work on one person, not only will that person be a correct Christian, but the one who is working on that person will also have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ and the spirit of Christ. Mr. Benfield, let's come and sit there playing rubbish because there's no way to prepare. The preparation is in the field. In the field. The choir can, they can come and stand there. Thank God for face masks. Can you clap your hands for face masks? Thank God for face masks. So it covers your lips. So you will not know who is chewing stones. So you see that that's a huge chunk of people on the stage. But the sound coming from the stage is from the seven people. Because the preparation is without. Always it is outside. Whether it is marriage, it is school, it's ministry, it's church building, it's outside. It's outside. It's outside. It's outside. New convert teachers, wake up. This is not it. Whatever you do on Sundays should be done on the foundation of. Have you seen a stonemason cutting ten stones at a time? No, one stone, one at a time. Work on you. Work on you. So when I come during the week and I'm standing here, I'm the teacher of this week. Oh, Edna, how are you? How's your mom? Great. Did Kwame come? Oh, he didn't come because I know Edna. I went to her house. I met Kwame. And um, what, what's your uh, big sister's name? Francisca. Is she at home or she came to church? She didn't come. Ah, Edna, anyway, it's good to see you. Beautiful. Hey, Francisca. How, so so the, it is actually a meeting of, of like a family meeting of people who know themselves. Not a, a teacher teaching strangers on a Sunday morning. Prepare your work. If we are all prepared, if all of us 
the leaders prepared us in worship songs. If somebody gets to the stage and hits one song, you see the, the fire and the deliverance and the power that will hit this place. But we can sing for one hour and there's nothing. People are just standing there like trees because they've not been prepared. Actually, Bishop teaches. Why do we prepare? He says, preparation gives you an advantage over someone who has not prepared. Yes. So, so your spiritual life, if you've prepared, you have an advantage over somebody who has not prepared. In fact, let me read the preamble. It says, preparation is an art that can be learned. This book is intended to teach you about the skills, the discipline, the experiences you need in order to be prepared for your mission, for your life's mission, your marriage, your ministry, your whatever. It's your mission. Jesus was the best example of someone who prepared for his mission. He prepared himself for 30 years and ministered for only three years. Yes. You see how they come and sing a song for only five minutes, five minutes on the stage. They should have prepared for 10 hours. But because they are coming to sing for five minutes, they prepare for five minutes. But for three years, Jesus prepared for 30 years. You are surprised your marriage is a boxing field? A judo contest? You are surprised you are naked in the bedroom and your husband passes behind you to look for his socks? Because you are the last person he wants to see. You are the last person he wants to see. All through the Bible, we are told to prepare for things. And make ourselves ready. You even need to prepare to meet God. Amos 4.12. Say prepare to meet your God. You don't just get up and die. That's why, that is why we, don't, we don't die when we get born again. We get born again. And then we live our lives to prepare to meet our God. Wow. The art of preparation will make you thrive. It will make you confident in the face of every new challenge. Preparation will make you think about all all the possibilities. Preparation is all about getting yourself ready for what is to come. Tell your neighbor, there is something to come. Yes, something is about to come. Get ready. Actually, seven things you must prepare for. Prepare for war. Yes. War is about to come. Not the Russian war. In your life, there's a war. A war is about to erupt in your home. A war is about to erupt in your marriage. A war is about to erupt in your ministry. Prepare for war. You think it will be smooching always? If no war breaks out in your marriage, then you must not believe in the Bible. If no war breaks up in your home. Everybody has his war. But some, they are prepared. They are prepared. They are prepared. If you read 2 Chronicles 7. 17. 
Second Chronicles 17, verse 18. You see, and next to him was Jehoshaphat, and with him 180,000 prepared. There was no war. There was no war. But they were prepared for war. You don't prepare during war. I said, you don't prepare during exam writing. You prepare before the exam. You don't prepare in the marriage. You prepare before the marriage. Prepare for war. Bible says the horse is ready against the day of battle. Everybody, your ministry, my church, my my life, as I stand here, I've had wars. I've fought wars. I have no idea. <laughs> you think I just woke up to stand here? I fought battles. You want to be a pastor? Prepare for your pastoral ministry. Prepare for the ministry. Prepare. Otherwise, one war will decimate you. Yes. One blow will finish you. I'm teaching. One blow will finish you. Prepare. Not, not, not for difficulties. That's the next one. War. All out war. It's like your sister-in-law is up in arms against you. Yes. Your brother-in-law, your boss is up in arms against you. Your colleague in the office, up in arms. Prepare for war. Number two. Prepare for hard times. Prepare for hard times. There will be difficulties. There will be challenges. There will be pain. Prepare for these things. Hard times will surely come. Life is in seasons. I said life is in seasons. Church is in seasons. This church, lighthouse, UD, whatever you want to call it. We are in a season of war. And pastors, reverends, bishops, who were not prepared for war, have fallen off. Because when you go to town, social media, you, sh- you shouldn't be on. And you are seeing things, people are writing about your church, about your pastor. And so you, you now, as you are in the church, your heart is not right. So the things they are saying, they are rhyming with your evil heart. Abba, how can you stand? How can you stand? Prepare for war by believing in the good things that God has brought into your life through the church. Don't forget. Don't forget. You are looking at me. Prepare to seek God. There will be opportunities to wait on God. Many of you don't wait on God. Pastors don't wait on God. When did you disappear from town for two days in your friend's house or those of you who can afford it in a motel or somewhere or hotel and you are just there for two days just waiting on God. You're not even fasting. Not fasting. You are just there to pray, listen to music, learn the Bible, learn some verses, prepare, just spend time on, with God in God's presence. When was the last time? How can you even go and wait on God? When you are waiting on God, you use music. And your, your music is tone boy. 
How can you use stone boy to wait on God? So you are there. You are the mercy of witches, devils, wickedness, and every evil. You can imagine. Prepare to see God. There will be prayer meetings. There will be retreats. There will be church services. Make yourself ready to meet with the Lord. Second Chronicles 19, verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3. Nevertheless, good things are found in you, in that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. Tell your neighbor, prepare your heart to seek God. Prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Don't let your life be just going to work. Even look, look, next week Sunday, I'll be happy. I'll be far happier if you don't come to church on Sunday. Yes. And you are in a room somewhere praying from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'm talking about Sunday. I'll be happy if you don't come to church on Sunday. Of course. I'll not be happy if you are not in church and you are in a place watching series. There are people who have asked not to come to church. Go. Go and wait on God. Because they that wait on the Lord, they renew their strength. Strength to run. Strength to fight. Strength to say no. Strength to remain a Christian. You don't, re- you don't renew your strength by sitting in church listening to a pastor preaching. And half of the time you are sleeping. Prepare to see God. Have you seen the verse? Why is that? Why is the verse? Put the verse back. And have prepared. So nevertheless, good things are found in you. In that you have removed the wooden images from the land. And you have prepared your heart. Your heart. As you are sitting here in the church, if you are going to wait on God, do you even have a Bible? How many Bibles do you have? If you are waiting on God and you read a verse in King James, what to see? Oh, how? Because you have time. Waiting on the Lord is it's like you go to a, an office to see the MP or the DCE of your area and you are sitting there, you can sit there for six hours. You're, you're waiting. Yeah. Just wait. If you don't like, then get up and go. He's doing his something. You need him. You need God. God does not need you. He does not need you. He does not need me. He does not need you. Said the silver and the gold and the cattle on the thousand hills, they are mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't ask you for food. Prepare. How do you prepare to meet God? To to seek God? Do you have Bibles? Which books are you reading? I mean, as you are sitting here, Everyone from the east to the west. Is that a book you are reading now? Is that a book you are reading now? Even you read just paragraphs, one paragraph a day, or even one sentence a day, even one word a day. Is that a book you are reading? Is that a book you are reading? Those who seek God, they prepare to see God. If you ever think you can just dump on cut stones, in God's house, then you didn't hear the right message. But you are hearing it today. 
you can never. He said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. You cannot mock God. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. You brought uncut stones to God. He will also bring an uncut husband to you. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Be not mocked. Prepare to see God. How many Bibles do you have? How many Bibles? Oh, relax. relax. Have, you have only one? Yes. You should have only one. You must, you must be, at this time, I'm sure, I don't know what your pastor says. You must be, I mean, if your pastor has to travel to Zambia with a husband, her husband is on, uh, has been transferred, I will ask you to be the pastor of that, this group. But you're not ready. And by making you the pastor of this group, I've changed your life. Your life will be a better life. A better quality, higher quality, a stronger Christian, wiser, and more, 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 more at home with God's mind. Amen. Yeah, but just have only one Bible, you won't do well. You won't do well. Leave here to have one Bible. You're not prepared. How many camp messages do you have on your phone? Oh, it's a young phone. It's a smartphone. Yeah. I'm sure you watch Facebook on it. You're on Instagram on the phone. Yes, but you're not on even podcasts or you are not, you don't have, you don't have books on the phone. Yes. So when God comes, you're not prepared. So you become the target for the devil. He routes you. Satan, Satan, the, the word is routes. He will rout you. What am I saying, Jacobi? What am I saying to your church members? Prepare outside. Prepare. Read your Bible outside. Read your Bible. This, this is a ceremony. This is, this is not it. Anybody in this room whose spiritual life depends on the events on a Sunday morning, you are bound for hell directly. And I'm, I'm adding new believers, school teachers, all choristers, leaders, anybody whose activities like what I'm doing now. Look, I've been preaching in Kumasi. Every week, I preach nothing less than eight times. Minimum. I'm not here to display to you. I read my Bible this morning before I came to church. I was on fire before I came here. So you can see that when I start, the fire just comes. If I say you should preach, you should preach for five hours before any spot of sparkle comes into your life. Prepare. There's your outside work. Your outside work is reading your Bible. Your outside work is praying. On Tuesday, our father is going to lead us to pray. At 4 a.m. Wake up and pray. Wake up and pray. Prepare yourself. But center leader, wake your members to pray. We are praying also on Friday. Wake your members to pray. 
So that when we come to church, we are already ah, ah, ah. When the disciples met, after a few hours of waiting, the ground, the ground, there was an, not spiritual earthquake or emotional quake. Physically, the place began to shake. Kai! Why? Because you don't come to church dead. You come alive. Enter his, his court with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Into his court with praise. So by the time you enter the temple, you are already warm and you are on fire. So God comes in back, 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 back. From today, bus rides must be places of praise and worship, sharing of scriptures, asking of verses, prayer, laying on of hands. Yes, lay hands on the bus. I said, lay hands, bus center leader, lay hands on the bus. By the time they come to church, they are already warm. They won't need to go to the toilet to go and take selfies and go and roam in Oibi town. No, may God help you. Preparation of the gospel. Rise to your feet. Pastors are down. Lady pastors are down. You watch movies on Saturday night. You sleep at 12 midnight on movies. I left here after midnight preaching. I was in God's presence. You are surprised I am hot and you are calm. Chapter 2 says to prepare is to rehearse ahead of time. Of course you must rehearse. That's preparation. By the time the exam comes, you sometimes even the the questions themselves land. The exact question you, you were working in your room. The same question lands. Not apple. It just lands. You rehearse. You rehearse living among wolves. You rehearse your healing ministry. You rehearse living by faith. You rehearse your preaching skills. You rehearse your shepherding skills. You rehearse your fighting skills. You must have this book. Especially you. Has. To prepare is to foresee problems. Some people cannot see foresee problems. As a girl is sitting by you, near you, serving you water, you can't see that. This is sex giving water. Can I handle this? This is sex giving me water. A problem. Look at the skin. The skin is rippling. To prepare is to foresee problems. Clap your hands for this book. <laughs> to prepare is to educate yourself with special knowledge. Special knowledge. <laughs> we need specialists. Specialists. Marriage counseling. New converts teachers. Who can look at a convert and say, you've not prayed today. 
Special knowledge from books. Special knowledge about the ministry. Special knowledge on the anointing. Special knowledge on the art of leadership. Don't write notes. Buy it. <laughs> special notes about warfare. I said notes. Uh, special what? Knowledge about warfare. To prepare something. I love this chapter. Chapter 5. To prepare is to mellow, mellow and mature something. Yes, Hosea 7, 8. Ephraim, Ephraim, he had mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake, not tanned. Yes. You bake cakes, don't you? Don't you tan cakes? Or you don't tan cakes? Abba. A cake not tanned is a cake that is not ready to be eaten. It needs to mature. It needs to mellow. It needs to ripen. An important aspect of preparation is when you are made to mature and to become mellow. You must be calm. A lot of problems mature you and mellow you. Mature and mellow. Not mellow, mellow. To, to mellow and mature someone, you must not be allowed to be at ease. Yes. To mellow and mature, you must be emptied from vessel to vessel. To mellow and mature, you must not be settled in any place. I'm not saying move from church to church. That's a, that one is not mellow, that's madness. <laughs> To mellow and mature, you must experience captivity, bondage, and restrictions. The more restricted you are, the more mature you are. Yes. Anybody who in this church, you are free to do anything. You are, you, you, you are in deep waters. You are free to come to church when you want to come to church. You are free to do anything. You are free. You are free. <laughs> Nobody walked with God and was free. You are free. You teach new converts. You don't visit them. Then on Sunday, you wear yellow and black and you are coming to teach them. Any new convert sitting here, any, any Basenta member sitting here, if your leader, Basenta leader doesn't visit you, report him. Report her. That you are suffering. Say, Bishop, I'm suffering. My leader doesn't care for me. I need someone to catch me. When I'm in church, I don't understand anything. I don't understand the music. Nobody is helping me. My leader just wants to bash me. And he says, I should also bring my friends. And make sure that I count them. To mellow and mature, your scent must change. Your scent must change. Because they are seven. Let's read that verse. Let's read Jeremiah 48, verse 10. Look at it. Jeremiah 48, verse 10. Yes. 
Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. Yes. The blood you should have shed outside the temple. It is in the temple that we are shedding blood. Because you've kept your sword. But look at verse 11. That's the verse I want you to see. You especially. Look at it. Moab. New King James. NKJV. Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his dregs. I want to apologize to the SHS guys. And has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. This verse is about another way of preparing yourself. Nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him. You don't want to marry a man whose uncranza taste is in him. I said, you don't want to marry a man whose impinging tape taste is in him. Taste. You don't, want, you don't understand it. I met a couple that were on their honeymoon. Only last night. During the honeymoon, there was a flow prayer meeting. Honeymoon. Flow prayer meeting. And their wife was watching the flow. That's, I don't know whether it was 4 o'clock or 5 or 5.30. And honeymoon, as she was watching the flow, they were watching the, honey, watching the flow, and she turned to her husband and began to hold, who was sleeping, not, not doing that. And see, that girl, she should have wept. Yes. And as she is praying, her head is asleep. But that's okay. But we are on honeymoon. You know, you know what honeymoon is. Did you do honeymoon? So as she was praying, honeymoon is honeymoon. It's what? Honeymoon. Oh, sorry, honeymoon, not honeymoon. 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 So she turned to her husband who was sleeping and began to ca- caress and massage. The husband hit her hand and said, Go, go and continue your prayer. Um, honey what? If this is honeymoon, you can imagine what next two years will be. I said, if this is honeymoon, she has married an unbeliever, a bushman, a proud man, a man who is not, who, who is not sensitive to the needs of a woman. Goodness, I'm feeling a feeling right now. Her sense is in him. His, his taste remained in him and his scent has not changed. You don't want to sit by a woman whose scent, who, whose scent has not changed. Mommy, I said, you don't want to be by a man. That's why we use deodorant and perfume. Can you imagine we came just as I am without one plea? Wallahi. So you don't want to be with somebody who has not used roll-on or some fuss, 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 fuss. And as you were born in the Garden of Eden, that's how you have appeared. When we worship and you raise your hands, no, Calcutta. In the same way, there is the deodorant of the spirit 
and the spray of the spirit. There are things you spray on yourself to change your sense. Because we all came from backgrounds. But Moab, Moab, his scent is in him. He's not allowed himself to be emptied from vessel to vessel. Yes. He has not gone into captivity. Clap your hands for preparation of the gospel. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Don't stop clapping. Very soon we shall print the book. Have it. Next to your Bible. Apart from key facts, this is the book. You see the boy on the on the book, on the cover. You see, one of the reasons for preparation. It says preparation prevents failure in any mission. It's, it's here, it's chapter two. It prevents fa- chapter one. It prevents failure. Don't you think this boy, this boy, is likely, you forget about the glasses he's wearing. Don't you think this boy is going to pass his exam and the one playing PlayStation? Oh, mommy, I'm, I'm the pastor here, by God's grace. I can tell you, we have failed in this church. Worship has failed. Prayer has failed. Preaching has failed. Basantes have failed. Basantes have failed. It's a failed church. Singers have failed. Singers are standing. As they are singing, they've forgotten their lines. Here, on the stage. They need prompting. Instrumentalist. That's why some of them, they can say, Mami see. Mommy see. Because they've not rehearsed. They've not rehearsed. If you have truly rehearsed, you know that this girl, she's a B flat. But from today, this church will not fail in its mission. Will new believers who fail? work prepare your outside work and make it fit for the field and then you bring them to church can you lift your hands and thank God for what you've heard today pray to him that he will, he will change your life thank you Jesus your, look, education, marriage relationship, ministry instrumentation, whatever you prepare without. Lift your hands and pray.
Help me, Jesus, to prepare, to prepare my work, Lord, to prepare outside, to prepare, to prepare my work, Lord, in every sphere of my life, every sphere of our lives, Lord, every single aspect of our lives, Lord, in our marriages, Lord, in our education, in our businesses, Lord, in our churches, Lord, in our bus centers, Lord, help us, help us, Lord, in teaching the new converts. Everything that we are doing, Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. As every head is bowed, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's put our hands down, please. There's someone here today who wants to have a personal relationship with Jesus. I don't know where you are. I don't know who you are. But I want today to be the day you took a decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. To Jesus Christ. You've come to church. It's not enough. You must know him. He's the door. Jesus is the door. The Bible says some come climb up some other way. So being here doesn't mean you came through the door. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here like that, just lift your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I can see your hand. Lift your hand high. I see it. I see it. Lift it. Lift it high. I see. If your hand is up, please lift it up. And if it's up, Come to me in front here. I want to meet you here. 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 Come here. Come. God bless you. It will provide your healing. Come running to them. Oh, clap for them. They are coming. Come running. Come running. Have you seen them? Oh, you, you are even here. You've seen them. Clap your hands. They are here. I'm happy you took this decision to come and give your life to Jesus Christ today. Because it's your first time, you won't know what to say to God. So I want to guide you to pray the prayer. I'm just helping you. The prayer that brings Jesus into your life. But mean the words as your words. Even though you don't have the words, I'm helping you to pray. So please close your eyes and lift your hands, everyone. So say these prayers after me, but make them your own words. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I realize I am far from you. I realize I am far from you. But I need you. But I need you. I am very dirty. I am very dirty. My sins have made me very dirty. My sins have made me very dirty. Oh God. Oh God. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. And wash me with the blood of Jesus. And wash me with the blood of Jesus. Make me clean. Make me clean. Make me new. Make me new. Make me your child. Make me your child. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. 
Receive me. Receive me. Wash my sins. Wash my sins. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Please receive me. Please receive me. And make me your own child. And make me your own child. From today. From today. You are my master. You are my master. What you say is what I do. What you say is what I do. You are my savior. You are my savior. You have saved me from the world. You have saved me from the world. From evil. From evil. From wickedness. From wickedness. And you are my Lord. And you are my Lord. My Lord. My Lord. My eternal Lord. My eternal Lord. Thank you. Thank you. For my salvation. For my salvation. I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Keep clapping for them and clap for yourselves as well. Are you happy? Clap. I'm so glad you came. This prayer is supposed to be the beginning of a new life. You are going to do a lot of things differently from the way you used to do them. You are going to read your Bible. You are going to pray. You are going to stop certain things. You are going to draw closer to God. And to help you do that, you see our pastors who are waving their hands. Yes, but this is even their boss. Please come. This is the real man. Yes. All of your blood is on his hands. He's the one going to make sure that what God has done today doesn't go waste. He's called Pastor what? Susan. Oh, you're not Susan? You're Albert. Albert. Reverend, Reverend Albert. This is his wife. Please come. The two of them are sharing your blood. Please come and stand here. This woman is a very good teacher. If she teaches you the word of God, you'll be very happy. Do you want her? Which of them do you want to teach you the word of God? This one. This one. Yes. <laughs> But this man is also very, very good. He used to teach at Abri Girls. For a reason, he had to leave the school. And Wesley Girls. And Wesley Girls. Wesley Girls. Wow. I should have told me that. Is that why you met him? No. You, 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 you finished your work on the field before you brought him to the church. But they are good teachers. They are husband and wife. Yes. Some time ago, they would have sent people to visit you. But now, they themselves will come and visit you. Am I lying? But since you are a lot, they will visit a lot of you, but they will, they will need help. You see the woman with the diamonds on her chest. And then the other one also. I don't know what she is. They will all come and visit you. Do you want someone from church to visit you? To visit you? Yes. When they are coming, I'll ask him to bring a pair of scissors to help you to cut your hair. Yes. Is it a good idea? So, please wave. The woman there, yes, wave. But your pastors, please see. These are the pastors. Yes. So, you are going to lead them. You will lead them. So come around this way. Come, you come this way. Yes. Is that your wife? Oh, hold it. Hold it. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. So all of you, follow him. Hey, go, follow him. Give the Lord a shout. Keep clapping for them. Take your communion. Everyone, everywhere. Make eat. This is my body. Uh, even now, they are even sitting down. Because they are too tired. Very good. Drink. This is my blood. Lift your communion. Which was shed for you. Say, this is the body of Christ. 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 As I eat it. As I eat it. I remember the Lord's sacrifice. I remember the Lord's sacrifice for my life. For my life. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I will remember his sacrifice. I will remember his sacrifice and live to please him. And live to please him all my days. All my days. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I believe today this blood is washing sicknesses. Amen. Diseases. Amen. Kidney diseases. Amen. Heart diseases. Amen. Breast diseases. Amen. Joint diseases. Amen. The blood. The blood. Let your faith rise and believe that this is the blood of Jesus. Jesus. And as you drink it, it washes your body. Amen. And purges you. Amen. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink. Please lift your hands. Lord, I pray for everyone. May our walk with you Amen. be exciting. Yes, Lord. Be complete. Amen. Draw us. Draw us, Lord. Draw us close to you. Draw us, Lord. Everybody lift your hands and say, Draw me close to you. Draw me close to you. Say, draw me close to you. Draw me close to you. Let me know you. Let me know you. Let me love you. Let me love you. Thank you. Thank you. For your table. For your table. For eating at your table. For eating at your table. I will not be the same again. I will not be the same again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Facebook Live Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.